The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Yeah, he's yeah. on the, on the precipice of becoming the yeah, AEW All-Atlantic Champion. Yeah, he's choking his, 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 his
He changes grip, and now Forge Cassidy goes over, over the top. And oh, suplex as my backdrop. Shibata comes back. Cassidy lands on his feet. Very athletic as Forge Cassidy, but men scoring with that. Now, who's going to weather the storm? Who's going to be able to get Cassidy, that back, get back Cassidy, on the Cassidy, Cassidy, Cassidy. <laughs> Iron Mike Tyson's got his favorite. Leading the charge here. Katsuyori Shibata landed hard on that back suplex, and then Cassidy and Shibata exchanging right hands. Those palm strikes, very dangerous. Now where's Cassidy the oh, PK? Again, taking a pick. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This doesn't look good. Set up. That's got to be demoralizing for a man like Lawrence Cassidy. Cassidy the PK again, and Shibata didn't even flinch. It's almost like it just pissed him off, Shibata. Like he's hitting a brick wall, man. Orange is kicking Shibata as hard as Orange can. Oh, Shibata, his momentum rolled up through. Big leaping elbow strike. Cassidy gets dropped. Reminiscent of the orange punch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking the same thing, JR. Shibata put all his weight behind that blow. Um, Cassidy yeah. shouldn't be able to get up, and he is. Well, he's up to one knee and probably not, not oh, sure where he is. Well, the stretch, the abominable stretch. Abominable stretch is right, Mike. Abominable stretch. I, listen, I've been doing this a long time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now Cassidy oh, switches. Excuse me, Shimano switches. This is a, a flying octopus hold, the Manjigatami, whatever you want to call it. Manjigatami. But now, oh, now Cassidy very nearly in a pitting predicament, but Shimano. Oh, I want Cassidy, but this is so beautiful. Give some great wrestling here now. Cassidy got his foot on the bottom rope. Shibata stretches. That's why he touched the rope. Shibata stretches. I mean, Katsuyori Shibata with the uh, the great pedigree in freestyle wrestling, in professional wrestling, oh, but also no. the MMA experience. But wow. nothing prepared Shibata for the stun dog millionaire. Hey, Cassidy oh. is some wrestler. He's resilient. He did He's drop, tough. He did drop the elbow pad, though. He usually drops the elbow pad. And goes for the orange punch here. Oh, but instead, kiss in the feet, kiss in the feet. That's insulting. The I'm not beating more than, but it's oh, insulting. Shibata, Death Valley Driver, oh, center of the that, ring. And that, that looks like it hurt. And that generally does it for a lot of guys that can execute that maneuver, but he's not done yet, JR. He's not, he's not done. done yet. Wow. Oh no, Orange Cassidy countered out of it. Counter. Another stunner. Set him up, baby. And Ooh. Cassidy. Ooh, look at it. Oh, oh, so beautiful. Wow, man, what, what, what a move. It's been a game of momentum. Wait, wait, wait a second. Oh. The beach break. Beach break center. Ten and one, two, two one more. No. Shabbat able to kick out. All right, there goes the, there goes the elbow pad. He's going for it, guys. He's going for it. He's getting fired up. Come on, Orange. Oh, oh, there it is. Right hand right on the jaw. There's a massive adrenaline rush here to Orange Cassidy. Oh, no, that's suplex. Oh, man. Orange Cassidy, he is he is dazed as Shibata charging into the ropes oh, looking for the shit. peak. Oh, oh, no! Orange punch, the second one lands. One, two, three! Yes! yes. yes. This match and still the AEW All-Atlantic Champion, Orange Man, Cassidy. what a great match. Legendary, going down in the history books. I haven't in a long time. If any of you guys can um, explain, I haven't seen a fight like that in a long time.
Very competitive. Biggest win maybe ever in Orange Cassidy's career, aside from winning the championship. That's right. The biggest defense, without a doubt, of the AEW All-Atlantic Championship for freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. But what a feel-good story. Even in defeat, the return to action by Katsuyori Shibata, Mike. Do you believe that? Listen, man, I'm, for a moment there, I lost hope. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to pull it out. I didn't think so. Mike, we appreciate you being with us tonight. Oh, listen, You're always pleasure. welcome. You know that, right? And I'm always a pleased to come here. Thank you. You're the man, yeah. Mike. Always will be. Thanks for supporting AEW, Mike. Oh, I love him. Yeah, Thanks. Thank look at this. A tremendous show of respect by Shibata to the AEW All-Atlantic Champion. But right now, our colleague Lexi Nair is standing by. Oh, Joe's tougher than a $2 steak. There's no doubt about that. It's going to take a hell of an effort from a tandem of offense. We're getting down and look at that. The rehabilitative power, the energy. Uh, it's just amazing. And Wardlow gets the tag from Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Very timely tag, to say the least. Coming oh, released him. Tossing Bishop Khan and now Warlaw second one. Belly in the back. Release suplex. Can be very effective. Warlow spotted to Leona creeping in. Toa breaks the grip of Warlow. Swing and a miss. Warlow. German there. Here's the rope for some momentum. He needed to do so, Tony, for a 300 pounder to get suplex. Use whatever you can, JR, to get the band up and over. Wardlow spikes Bishop Khan. Wardlow looking for the cover. Two, and no, Toleona breaks it up. And remember, coming up Saturday, November 19th, it's Full Gear, the main event for the AEW World Championship, the richest prize in our sport. It'll be John Moxley looking to defend against MJF. And we also know MJF had been wiped out by the firm recently on Dynamite, but we understand MJF will be there at Full Gear. And the acclaimed will take on Swerving and Glory for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, the third part of the trilogy. Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter for the AEW Interim Women's World Championship, plus the Ring of Honor World Championship four-way match. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Brian Daniels, and Claudio Castagnoli. And how many titles do you think may change on this pay-per-view? I'm glad to see that MJF is going to make it because he was hammered by the firm the last time we saw him. No! What a right hand by Wardlow, who just hammered Prince Yana. Yeah, he got hammered. Oh, Bishop Khan, roll up there, too. No. Wardlow, what a knee strike. Wardlow kicked out and rolled right through in the same motion. Amazing where with it all. Yeah, you're right, Escar. That knee strike rocked his head. Headbutt. But he was able to come back with a headbutt. Wardlow trying to clear the cobwebs now. The straps go down. 6'3", 275, something like that. Those headbutts are nasty. So are those power bombs from the TNT champion Wardlow. And one is never enough. And just hoisting up Khan and on the outside, Samoa Joe. Yep. He's got to hold Leon in a sleeper. Khan in serious trouble here. Car crash after he's car gonna, crash. He's gonna make it four. A quartet. A quartet of power bombs. The cover and the win for Wardlow. Yes. The winners of this match, the Ring of Honor wow. World Television Champion and TNT Champion, War Joe! Impressive tag team victory for this team that seemingly are this close to being unbeatable. Amazing two athletes.
a high-impact, big-time main event. And we are not done yet. Wardlow, he called out powerhouse Hobbs. And Hobbs, last two times we've seen him, he left Wardlow laying. Look at that. Hey, look at how good. Oh, look at Wardlow just went right past Joe. Look at how good uh, Hobbs looks, man. He's been training so hard for what's next. He pushed Joe back and stood right in front of him and said, come on, come get me. And I don't think Joe appreciated that. Well, powerhouse Hobbs making his intentions clear. He wants Wardlow. He wants the TNT Championship.
avec des balafres, voilà. Toujours un flingue quand je me balade, normal. Ma chérie trouve que je suis malade. Oh, Bendona Bendo, je contrôle le game, un peu comme Nintendo. Violence et violence, charo c'est charo, charo. Oh, Seigneur, je suis barjo. Hello everyone and welcome to Rampage Uncaged presented by Hamin Media Group via channelattitude.com. I am your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back. He's the ever so reliable Mr. Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to Uncaged. What's going on and how are you, man? What's happening, brother? I hear that we're being aired in the International Space Station. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, we got all the... Francois and Frenchies, I'm sure, are watching Rampage Uncage right here on channelattitude.com, Jeff. Absolutely. I definitely hear a little Tunisian, Algeria, Moroccan <laughs> influence there. There's definitely some Western African. Definitely, there as definitely. Well. well, look, just like myself, I'm sure you don't understand what he's saying because neither do I. But I like the tune, dude. It's kind of catchy. It's just, you know. It's one of these I know ones. What he's saying. I'm, I'm not telling you, but I know what he's saying. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, let's get into Rampage, shall we? Because uh, uh, I was going into this show thinking, you know what? Maybe this show is not going to be too bad considering A, it's live. B, the way they were kind of hyping it up, it seemed like it was going to be a decent show. But it's same old shit. We just sprinkles of storylines here and there. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but nevertheless, I guess it's better than your normal rampage that we get. That's just a total mess. Am I wrong, Jeff? I don't know, man. Well, you can't be wrong because it's your opinion. But th this rampage was was very odd to me in that I really thought that the, the first fifteen or twenty minutes was was an utter waste of time, and right. you know, the stuff with Mike Tyson was sort of laughable. Oh. Um, oh. God, thank you for starting. Yeah, well, well, we definitely. But the rest of the show, well, I wouldn't say it was a good show. They at least created like six to eight wrestling stories in there. Um, I'm not saying they're necessarily good stories, but there's at least, <laughs> I mean, they created a whole lot of wrestling stories in a short period of time. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of giving You're that confused. a thumbs up. Right, thumbs up, but confusing because A, they do it on the wrong show. Well, yeah, that that's for sure. But I, I, I try to think like Tony Khan, which is very difficult. Um, because I'm much more linear than he is. But I think he's thinking, sure. Mike Tyson, I'm going to pay him $500,000 to come on my show five to ten times for 20 minutes at a time. He's going to pretend like he gives a shit about it. And hundreds of thousands, not millions of people are going to watch Mike Tyson and they're going to stick around for the entire rest of the show. Um, yeah, except he's the one that didn't stick around for the entire rest yeah. of the show, though, Jeff. Well, he that's wasn't paid problem. to that. That's the thing. But, we, <laughs> but, but the people, first of all, I, I have no idea how many people tuned in. The overnights, I saw SmackDown's overnights, but I didn't know the Fast Nationals. I haven't seen it for Rampage. So I don't right. know how many tuned in to see Mike Tyson. I doubt it's anywhere near what Tony's hoping for. But if they did, they tuned out 20 minutes later when he tuned out or much earlier because it was very clear he was never really tuned in well the best part about Mike Tyson was first of all when he said oh, look at Irish Cassidy he looks so beautiful doesn't he JR he looks so beautiful that beautiful Irish Cassidy I'm like what 
first of all, you, no, the, the best parts of my time, I'm sorry. First of all, his alpha was, was smacking. Secondly, he said <laughs> he's enough. ready for a comeback. Um, and I think everyone at the table got a little bit afraid right then. He said, he, he said, oh, shit, right in the beginning of the show, which is great. Yeah. Dropped, the first S-bomb was dropped by Mike Tyson. And he's talking like, you know, he's a big fan of Orange Cassidy. He loves Orange Cassidy. And then he's next to Shabbat. He goes, hey, Orange Cassidy looks like he's a lot smaller than Orange yeah. than Shabbat. <laughs> clearly, you've never seen Orange Cassidy before. And you weren't, oh. you, you weren't you didn't even see, you weren't even looking at him while you were there on the stage because he's a small guy. And Shibata, <laughs> while he's not a giant guy, he's at least, well, he's like 6'2", or whatever. He is 6'2", six six actually. You're spot yeah, on. He, he is 6'2". He's two. not a short guy. I mean, you know, and for, given what's happened to him, he's, you know, he's still in good shape. Um, but, uh, I mean, obviously he never knew who Aaron Cassidy was before this night. Uh, <laughs> he's the beautiful Aaron Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful anyway. Orange Cassidy. But you know what? It seemed like, I, I'll give him credit, because I, I actually thought he seemed like he knew who Shibata was, though. I think he did know who he Shibata did. was. <laughs> yeah, actually. Now, I don't know if he did research or if actually, like, he had a friend who, like, you know, wanted to show him, like, strong style tapes, like, you know, 15 <laughs> years ago or something. Or, I, I, you know, but I think you're right. I think he did know who Shibata was. I knew the wrestler. Maybe he knew the story basically about it. I mean, I think he knew more about Shibata than I did. He did. He fucking did, dude. He mentioned a lot of things that actually did go down with Shibata. And second of all, he actually pronounced his last name properly. Unlike Dasha, who was calling him Chibata, not Shibata. She was well, calling him a piece of bread. Because you, you keep talking, calling him cheese bread, which is Ciabatta. So <laughs> oh, she, she's, watch, she's watching the channel Attitude. She's watching Amin. <laughs> Amin. Shout out to Bin Amin. Amin, I like it. That should be a show. He needs to do a show called Ha 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 Min. <laughs> if, he, if, if he'll have me, I'll do it. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I think he has toyed with that idea, but he should make it an actual thing, man, because I think it would be one funny show. It's, it's perfect. Ha <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Come on, Bin. You got to do it, man. Yalla. Anyway, back to uh, the first matchup, because we did get Orange Cassidy versus Shibata, and we were live from Atlantic City, New Jersey, just quietly. Um, and uh, this was a cringe matchup, Jeff. Oh, and it was for your All-Atlantic championship by the way the building was terrible the building was half empty for a live show with mike Tyson wasn't that trump plaza like the old trump plaza wrestlemania five and six where, where the mega player was exploded the, the taj mahal ha, has closed long long ago as a matter of boardwalk it, hall it was, is still there isn't it it was it was sitting there for 10 years because trump refused to pay for its demolition because it filed bankruptcy it's like I'm not obligated. Well, so, it's actually uh, still used, though. The arena party is actually no, still no, no, used. No. There, there might be another. There might be another Trump building there, but the Taj Mahal is no. It's it's, it's no no I mean, not the casino. The by... Taj Mahal. No, you're right. The Taj Mahal is gone. Yeah. But do you remember the Boardwalk Hall? Um, I don't remember, but it wouldn't surprise me. I I I don't know what casino they were in, but whatever whatever. Whatever arena they were in, I mean, apparently Mike Tyson had fights there, but they must have been during his early days. It's the old, it's the old Trump Plaza. That's what he used to call it, but the real name is um, the Boardwalk Hall. It's famous for boxing. It's famous for WrestleMania four and five, which they did like you know consecutively in the same building. And AEW have done shows there and WWE in recent times. I'm pretty sure, maybe not WWE, but I know AEW did. 
Um, you know what I'm talking about. Them when they're half empty, when they made the crowd sit there for two and a half to three hours beforehand until anything happened. Well, you think they knew who Shibata was? Or they were just cringing that he was in a match because of his head? I, I think that there's a significant element of the people who had no idea who Shibata was, and the ones who did were probably cringing about his head. Well, speaking of cringe, we did get a spot where uh, Orange Cassidy... Now, this is what shit me about this match. You could tell OC was being too careful to the point where he was almost... I don't want to say nervous... But he was just being extra careful in, in the way he was executing shit. Like, the way he was kicking him, if you're going to kick him like that, don't kick him at all, all right? Just let's not go there because it looks pathetic, right, first of all. Second of all, he was being that careful that he still ended up dropping him on his head. And that cringed me right at the end of the matchup, towards the end. And doing a tope suicida to a guy with a broken head, that's genius. Literally a broken head, folks. On the outside. I mean, absolutely idiotic. The guy, the guy can't change his moveset at all. Uh, and this is a dream match for him? Is this his dream to kill him, you know, on live TV? And that's what I don't understand. Listen, not even if that was his dream, I respect that. Right, but not My even dream is Japan. to kill a man on live TV. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> wow, that should have been the song. Should have just killed a man, you know, from Cypress Hill. But um, seriously, no one... I thought you were going Johnny Cash. <laughs> I once shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> Maybe I should consider that one. But uh, we do have a first comment of the evening, and it is by, I don't know, it's actually from Facebook user. He says, don't blame OC, blame shit butter. How, how can I blame a guy who has half a brain? I blame OC, but the person I blame is Tony Khan, who keeps making these decisions. He's in charge. Yep. Well, he does have half a brain. I'm talking about Shibata. But anyway, yeah, you're right. Look. Well, I was talking about Tony Khan. I have no idea how much Shibata has. I'm thinking it's... I mean, whatever it is, there's a generous amount scooped out, right? Well, I mean, he was in a coma, dude. They had to literally take out that piece of skull because of all the pressure of all the... He's got like a metal thing, or is it just open? Apparently, it's just open. That's why he cannot wrestle, apparently. And if you look at his face, and I'll tell him... D this earlier if you look at Shibata pre that injury and after his face is he's a different person dude he's not well, he doesn't I mean, look the same he looks kind of deformed I hate to say it but well, I mean if you don't have a full skull there's pressure I mean we have pressure on us I mean when you're in yeah, an airplane or underwater you can feel it there's pressure and your skull is going to move our, our it's malleable I mean that's that's one of the things about it uh, and there's actually liquid between the skull and the brain i mean you know yeah, uh, that's true so yeah it, it, your face is going to change in, in structure and probably some of the drugs he took like i'm not saying it's the same thing but like steroids look at ec3 seven years ago look at ec3's face now your face changes so i'm sure he's taken some drugs probably some steroids not not uh, anabolic prescribed to get strength back and 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 for pain management but it, it's very likely that some of those changed to the, the physi, was it physiognomy or physiognomy or I, I can't pronounce it. Oh, I don't even have a clue. <laughs> yeah. Indubitably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I still didn't even know what that meant. But before we continue. Cloning works. Oh, God, who's that? Who do you think that is? Let's take a guess. The professor. 
Yeah, but he wouldn't call Shibata Shibata, or would he? That's a good. Oh, it could be Chris. Could be. It could be. Yeah, Chris I was thinking. Andy. I was leaning towards Chris. It's but, definitely um, not Kevin. I don't know who it is. It's not even coming up on my Facebook. No, it's definitely not Kevin. Definitely I don't not. Think, Kevin. Doesn't sound like Demetrios Pontificus. Nah, he wouldn't have a clue what we're talking about. I don't know. Maybe we have a <laughs> no. new. Maybe we have a new fan that hates Shibata. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we spend it's such for us to even imagine that we have new viewers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> My <brother man>. should... <laughs> God damn it, we're pricks tonight. Maybe I mean, look, uh, he's he's uh, he's sometimes active on um on Facebook, but not really. That's Vince Russo. I'm guaranteed. I don't know who it is, but it's not coming up on my fucking Facebook feed for whatever reason. Oh, if only. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see here. Maybe here. Now we can... That's ah, not even coming up. I don't know Facebook why, but... user, how's your hair? Oh, it's... Ah, oh, so it is the professor speaks shit butter. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we'll write the first time. Anyway. Hey, judge you a fan of his professor? Come on, dude. Why are you calling Clearly him shit butter? Clearly not. He used to be in New Japan, Mark. I guess he's not anymore. <laughs> shit butter. He's a piece of bread, professor. He's, he's shit butter. All right. Anyway. This, this match was really, really painful, really, really awkward. If you didn't know Shibata's story, I think you would still think it's a bad match. But knowing Shibata's story, I mean, I don't like to cringe during a wrestling match for, you know, because I'm literally fearing for someone's well-being. No, and, me too. I mean, like if Shibata wants to have a comeback match, it should be against someone like Dolph Ziggler or Robert Roode, who's like 100% safe for The Miz. It, should, it shouldn't be against Orange Cassidy. He only has one move set. And, you know, and, and the only offense he knows is to fly around. Yeah, well, look, to be fair, I think this is his third match since his injury. He did have one in New Japan, okay. which was One was wrestling an exhibition match, match, right, exactly. which was five minutes with Zack Sabre Jr., which right. was just technical moves. It wasn't a exactly. wrestling match. It was, you know, just exchanging holds, uh, you know. Whatever you want to call most it. Probably most of them being figure fours and things like that. The other match, I'm not sure, but... Uh, uh, he probably he, it was probably the rematch that Kenny's blow up doll was demanding <laughs> oh boy well look I mean shout out to Shibata and I understand he's passionate I mean he's very emotional about being in the ring and I get that and I understand it because he's not really that old you know what I mean he's been forced to like look it is what it is I, I mean and, and I get it he wants to wrestle but dude if you want to die in a ring, fine, I get it, but not on freaking Western television. Go and do it in Japan where that happens mm -hmm. and it seems normal for some Listen, reason over Kota there. Ibushi should just form a Beatles yeah. tribute band in, in, in exactly. Japan. They both have the right haircut, so they're, 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 they're... <laughs> Well, funny you brought up Kota because I was saying, we were talking about the same thing off the air. Like, Kota's another one that really, we don't know if he can wrestle. Who were you talking to off the air? Well, you know, good old Douglas. I was ah, mentioning Kota Ibushi. And, um, yeah, and I feel like it's the same sort of scenario with Kota, apparently. I guess it's not as bad, though, as what Shibata's situation is. Yeah, I think I think what but, Kota is saying is a lot worse than what he's really experiencing. Because I saw those pictures yeah, with, the, with him with Kenny, and I'm not saying he's ready to wrestle or whatever, but he doesn't look like a man who's lost 70 pounds. <laughs> he's full of shit. I think he said more than 70 pounds, dude. I think he said he was he weighed seventy pounds, which would be like yeah, yeah something like that. You're right. Like like Rio would look at him and go, "Come <laughs> on, punk, come at me." <laughs> yeah, no, but he does look skinnier. I'll give him that. But I don't know what's going on with him. He's very injury. I mean, Kota gets hurt all the time. 
They always knock him out, dude, for whatever reason. I, I have no idea. I, you know, I, oh, well. I, I, don't, I don't know who any of these people are, unless I, you know, except from hearing from people at IWC, how awesome they were and how great and how I don't well, understand wrestling. Shut up. They, <laughs> they were pretty cool. I will say this, though. I guess you can have a piece of bread and chicken as a tag team because kota means chicken in Greek and ciabatta, we already know what that is. So we've got chicken bread. Can we have a tag team and we call them that? Well, it's like you could just call it a chicken sandwich. <laughs> or a chicken sandwich, absolutely. Whatever works. Anyway, uh, Orange Cassidy chicken ends up winning. <laughs> That's, no. <laughs> Let's not play that card, if you know what I'm saying. I don't, but I might take that penis to you. Uh, it could be. It could be strudel. I mean, uh, is that still All penis I know is that every question with you, the answer is penis. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> uh, you asked me earlier, anyway. how old do you think Wardlow is? The answer was penis. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, that's true too. Actually, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, anyway, Cassidy ends up winning um, and defending Katsuri Shibata in a meh matchup. I mean, it, it was a meh matchup. No, Look, before that. What do you mean? What did there I was say? Some, there, were, there were sounds coming out of your mouth, but what were they? Uh, meh? No, before <laughs> that, meh. I don't remember. What was it? What, what was <laughs> the finishing move called? Uh, what was the finishing move called? I mean, what did he beat him with? I was already cringing by this point. I you turned around. It. Well, okay, fine. I'll read it. Fuck. Um, basically, Cassidy sprung up for another Superman punch. That impact was enough to keep Shibata down for the three, Jeff. There you go. I, know, it was I a remember. Superman okay, so orange punch. Okay, so the first orange punch Shibata kicked out of, but the second one, when he was on his knees, Orange Cassidy threw a Superman punch. So he punched him twice in the head, uh, flying around, and then got the got the three. Count. The first one was way earlier in the matchup where he clocked him apparently on the jaw. The second one, I don't even really remember. Uh, all I remember, because I started looking away once he dropped him on his head with that mm -hmm. suplex or whatever the fuck he was trying to do. I don't know what he's trying to do. The, yeah, the, this match was awful, but I'll say the show at least got better after this, sort of. I still don't understand why this match even happened, but whatever, it is what it is. As we said, Orange Cassidy retains his All-Atlantic Championship against Katsuri. You don't Shibata. know the reason? I know the reason. The answer to this one really is penis, and I mean TK. Tony Khan's <laughs> penis, because yes. this match is something that he was whacking off to the entire time. 100%. I agree with you 100%. Anyway, but we go to the back next as we get Tony Storm wondered why Jamie Hayter became a bully. What a stupid thing to say. She never did anything wrong to Hayter personally. Storm blamed Dr. B. Baker DMD for the manipulation. I uh, have first of all, authority that, that Tony Storm was a shitty roommate. She ate all of the leftovers. Apparently. And, and it she, went to her backside, right? And, and whatever side of the bed you wanted to be on, she slept on that side of the bed. She kept switching sides every night just to, to keep it all fucked up. I want the window. No, I want to be near the bathroom. No, I want to be near the alarm clock. So, no, I want to sleep sideways. So, that, oh boy. So sure, Tony Storm thinks she was innocent, but she was a shitty, she was a shitty, shitty roommate. And that's why Jamie Hayter. Wow, nice. I like what you just did there. That's why Jamie Hayter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's brilliant, Jeff. Very good. You're on fire tonight, Jeff, as a matter of fact. I like right. it. I like it a lot. Fuego. Yeah, Fuego, indeed. You, you like how the lightning from Rampage goes right into the lightning of my almighty <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's true. Oh, I you mean, think I'm leaving like this on purpose? I mean, uh, by accident? <laughs> 
<laughs> He's the almighty Jeff Lindman. Don't worry about Bobby Lashley, fucking choke artist. We'll get to that later on. <laughs> Not really, but... Oh, well, Facebook user says in the chat, bad scissoring accident with Tony and Jeff... Ah, I see what you did there. Apparently they got a, a lot of thrush. Not thrush. <laughs> wrong word. <laughs> I mean, uh, chafing from scissoring too much. <laughs> there was a rash. Not thrush. I hope they got no thrush anyway, because that's that wouldn't be too good. I have it on good authority that women actually don't get much out of scissoring each other. That's sort of like a movie thing. <laughs> oh, well, I hear they don't mind the rubs. <laughs> I'm just saying that, the, the, I'm saying that, the, I mean, I guess it depends where your clitoris is, but um, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, I have it on good authority that, that for the most part, most of them don't get much out of it. It's it's mostly <laughs> men like to watch it. Oh, shit. This is a first right here on <laughs> Rampage Uncaged. We're going uncaged, folks. Like, literally uncaged. We're on Rampage right and we're uncaged. This is unfiltered. This is beyond unfiltered, this is behind the Uncensored. Paywall. Exactly channelattitude.com except for when you're watching us live we're for free you can only catch us for free really? if we're live yes well what about all the dummies that don't jeez well they gotta pay five bucks well <laughs> someone said uh, Facebook user says who well, I assume is still the professor says my sources say Jamie <laughs> was electrocuted and why is that because of the friction professor is that why she was I think that's what he meant yeah <laughs> there was too much lightning. friction. <laughs> ah, all well, it's all about the lightning. And I hear <laughs> Seth Rollins was sitting there going, <laughs> as it you all happened. We, we're going to do Hamming. Hamming. Branding. Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, we're off to a flyer. Let's move on because that was weird. Speaking sure. of weird, though, we get Claudio Castagnoli. And Brian, and Brian Danielson both want a shot at Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor Championship. Just quietly, though, Costagnoli became Italian, I guess. I mean, he was saying Ian Riccaboni, or mm -hmm. Riccaboni, whatever he fucking said. Um, I know he's Swiss, and clearly he's of Italian heritage, which most of Switzerland kind of is anyway. Um, yeah, what's up with that? And he can't talk for shit. He was choking on the mic, dude. Well, I'll have you know that Ian Riccoboni tweeted that <laughs> that was the best anyone has ever pronounced his name in his four years of wrestling or however long he's been around the game. Uh, well, he's yeah, European, this, so he probably pronounced it properly. No, no, the, 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 but, you're, but you were correct. This was stupid. Um, Claudio is yelping about Jericho and that he still didn't get his rematch. I thought there were no rematches in AEW. It wasn't automatic. Oops. And you know who else was really, really of honor champion, says Brian Danielson? Me. And I brought honor to it. I didn't know you cared about honor anymore. So now they, they both want in on the Ring of Honor championship. Um, so you now have three of your four top guys, at least. Top guys. Maybe four if you include Regal, debatable, in the Ring of Honor world championship picture, which nobody cares about. And doesn't have a TV, doesn't that HBO streaming thing that everybody was saying was happening. There's been, it's nobody said anything about it. They were all hold saying, on, who on. told you that? Where'd you hear that? I Actually, so, I've got sources, Jeff. Do you? And the, the source is not pasta sauce. It's not even ketchup. It's just a source, right? And uh, I'll put it this way. What's the next pay-per-view? The Ring of Honor one? Is it Death Before Dishonor that's coming up? 
I believe that is the next one, Death Before Dishonor. Well, is it or is it Final Battle again? Oh, good question. Doesn't matter. The one in December. The it, one December tenth. Well, then it's got to be Final Battle, right? That's traditionally where that spot would be. Yeah, tradition's dead. You know what? I don't even fucking know anymore, and I really don't care. All I know is there is a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up, Mm -hmm. and sources tell me that they're going to announce the HBO deal on that pay-per-view, apparently. And I actually think they will. You heard it here first, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't think that's the case, because I don't think Tony Khan can resist any major announcement or minor announcement that he thinks is major. Got a point. Uh, on dynamite <laughs> where he always announces ahead of time that he's got a major <laughs> announcement and they're almost never major announcements. anyway um not particularly listen I, I i like it's like people i'm just skeptical of it i mean i, I would blame love you. for there to be a ring of honor show on hbo max i have hbo max it comes with my hbo so i <laughs> happily watch it so or, or my hbo um, I, I'd happily watch it, and I'd even do a show for it on Hameen. Hameen, exactly. I did the last uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view before Hameen Media Group, so... Uh, I, just, yeah. uh, I just find it very hard to believe that it's going to happen. HBO Max has any interest in what in it whatsoever, and if so, we'll never find out how much they paid for it because it'll be very small it would take tony khan like 20 years to recoup his initial investment without ever spending another dime which is not the way things work anyway enough about that so all i mean anyone who's watched the show with me on it which i've been on regularly or semi-regularly now for probably four months um on this show you're talking about you've been yeah. on the last four weeks straight pretty much now Jim. right but before that more. i was on period oh yeah, 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 yeah enough, course, enough to be right. considered part of the rotation now you're anyway, part of the rotation now you're part of the team and if you listen to this show chances are you listen to some other pwc shows like the skirmish or you've heard me on extra with jimmy or maybe even you listen to hammerlock hang whatever what the, the point being is that one of the things i've been complaining about since the third gimmick match between the Jericho Appreciation Society and oh. the Blackpool Combat Club is to get these groups separate from each other. And they're just doubling down on it more and more and more. But more silver lining. Yes, yes, the cloudy rain cloud, the, the dark cloud man himself can see silver linings. And they're not great <laughs> silver lines, but they also silver lines. There's a little bit of you know, is Danny, is Brian going to screw Claudio? Is Claudio going to screw Daniel? They both want it. It didn't seem like they were working like a team. They didn't mention anything about poor Wheeler. They didn't mention anything about the other champ, Moxley. And then Jericho True. said that in his promo. I don't think they really like each other. So he's stirring it up too. And then he starts in on, on Sammy. We've never had a crossword. You don't remember when the, when he left his cut in the, in the ring and left the inner circle? And, you know, I know you said we spoke every day, but he wasn't in the inner circle. And they said, and he calls him little buddy. I mean, how blatant is that? So, so. But where did that come from, Jeff? That came suddenly out of nowhere, like for whatever reason. I understand. I didn't say it was a good story, but it is a story. And we've said, and I've said for three years plus now that Sammy Guevara was the first one to be elevated by the Jericho, by the inner circle, but he's been stagnant ever since. He got to that point of elevation and he's been Jericho's second all along. He's never advanced past that. Not not with Ty, not with Ty Mello, not with anything. Nothing's done it. None of his crazy moves, nothing. He's just Jericho's second. So maybe somebody heard that and said, okay, well, here's an easy way to do it. I mean, I can't see Sammy as a face. 
I can't see. I mean, Jericho, you can turn at, at whim. People cheer with his song, but it's a stupid wrestling story. But it's a simple one. Could it be a trap? You know, could it be a trick? Um, you know, will the other members of JSA? Why Sammy? Did? Why'd you pick him? Why didn't you, Why didn't you pick me, Chris, Jake Hager? I've been with you since day one. Not Sammy was with you since day two, but I was with you since day one. What about What about the the, the other two jabronis? What about Sammy Garcia? I mean, uh, Dan, uh, Danny, Danny Garcia. Garcia. You, yeah. you You picked me exactly for Ring of Honor. You picked me for this purpose. I, you know, I would. I I still get. You know, I'm the pure champion. I should have all the Ring of. You know. The, I, I should be in this. I should be watching your back. Who knows Ring of Honor better than me? I am Ring of Honor. Um, oh, yeah, because he knows a so, lot about Ring of Honor. So obviously. maybe both these groups will blow up and we can finally get away from oh. clusterfuck faction society. That's all right. Yeah, you, they will blow up. But you know what's going to happen after that? It will be called the Jericho Pugmy Society or some shit. Like, I mean, it's just going to turn into a, I mean, the inner circle ended. The jazz started. Then we're gonna get fucking something right into it again. I mean, uh, it'll be worse than that. He, he um, uh, Andrade's suspension will be uh, <laughs> extended, and and Jericho will will acquire the contract of the <laughs> no, Andrade no, no. family office, and it will become the Jericho family office. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho, Matt Hardy, Private Party, Roosh, <laughs> and Sammy Guevara, J- Joe and the assistant. <laughs> you know. It, theoretically Andrade and like you know I, I don't know make it a misfits faction I'm talking about like you said put Rush put Andrade put Jericho where they're speaking Spanish right and he's talking straight English right mm-hmm. where he's like understanding him see Caprende he's doing that but in his accent not mine not not like Caprende or anything like that like literally putting on that fake you know trying to put a Spanish accent on I think it'd be absolutely hilarious adding uh, Penta and Phoenix not Phoenix, Phoenix. <laughs> you've got you got the land of the misfits and, and Sammy Guevara, who's a Spanish god that can't speak Spanish. Right, just 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 let's put in like seventeen guys that each speak a different language and they can't communicate oh, that'd be at better. all. Oh god, I don't know why that would be entertaining. <laughs> For me, it'd probably be more entertaining than any of this shit. But uh, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But let's blow this shit up finally. Right. I mean, enough's enough. That's the point. Anyway, uh, before we also continue on, I want to say one more thing about this Ring of Honor crap, Jeff. Sure. They have totally alienated AEW now, like the fan base. 100%. This is not AEW anymore. They are really pushing Ring of Honor, man, to the point of nauseam now. I just well, don't they like They also how... are alienating Ring of Honor because the, the, yeah. when Ring of Honor people come on, unless it's Chris Jericho or two AEW people, they lose. I mean, Dalton Castle and the boys lose. Brian Cage and the em- this whole group, the embassy, we're supposed to be afraid of them. All they do is lose. Are and they now- even a thing anymore, the embassy? Or is it just the Gates yeah, of Agony? Yeah, they're a thing. You saw them today. They lost. Yeah, Gates of Agony only. <laughs> but they're sort of a thing for Powerhouse Hobbs, which may or may not be with the embassy, or maybe he's just against, you know, uh, Warlow. He couldn't use it with anything. Yeah. Like, and and this is the first time in, in weeks it's felt like the Samoa Joe acknowledged that he had the Ring of Honor champ TV title and it meant something to him. But anyway, they're, yes, they've managed to alienate both groups. They've made them both feel unimportant by pushing all the Ring of Honor stuff. But for anyone who's not really AEW to to have the Ring of Honor people lose. So it's it's really the worst of first both worlds. It's you you have to try to do everything so wrong. <laughs> 
Oh no, that's what's bizarre, dude. You're right. You have to try, but apparently you don't have to try hard at all. If you're Tony Khan, it just comes naturally. So we don't even here, mention that they have a women's champion because Mercedes Martinez is hurt, maybe, but it's been like eight months that she's been hurt. What the hell's and, wrong with her? And what about the Ring of Honor six-man tag champions? Yes, it's still a trio's belts, but they call the six-man belts. Well, yeah, I mentioned I mean, Dalton Castle and the boys. They, they, they come out, they lose. They mentioned it once, which they didn't even mention. It. They just came out with the belts. And and they lose. And, and they, they lose. lose. They loses. Only AEW guys win the Ring of Honor championships. That's what I'm and saying. And I bet you his, and his excuse would be, oh, yeah, yeah, we're trying to get him on TV and blah, 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 blah. And that's the excuse. I bet you he's not thinking right, clearly. I mean, if you're on that much coke, I mean, shit. Right. I don't think anyone would be able to think clearly. Because he's got no other teams of three in AEW. I mean, whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, oh well what do you do shit happens this company is going for the tip but as long as TK is still around I'm sure he'll pour money into it even if it's at a loss but um, let's move on to the next matchup though Jeff because we have Dr. Britt Baker DMD and Jamie Hayter versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue I could have sworn Madison Rain and Sky Blue were jobbers though at first and then I realized it was Madison Rain and Sky Blue um, just the way they yeah. presented them. Well, I mean, there are no jobbers in in AW except for except for the people who lose constantly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this match was about. I don't know why there's a tag team. I mean, you know, Madison Rain's supposed to be coaching. Okay, do it on dark. Do it on dark elevation. Um, I know they think that there's something in Sky Blue, but I mean, Madison Rain isn't that great in the. I don't know. I didn't no, she understand was never this that match. great in the ring, but. They did create a wrestling story, which really should have been here all along, and they sort of picked it up and they dropped it. But when Britt Baker hit the champion with the belt, well, the interim champion with the interim championship belt, at the end, commentary said, did Britt do that because she's on Jamie Hayter's side? Or is she? does she have her own motives? And that's a wrestling story. Right, but... Look, they've tried earlier of showing dissension between Baker and Hayter. Though, then they dropped it out of the blue, and then they were like, they've been great as a team ever since, right? Like, there's no sort of dysfunctional anything until uh, now. Apparently, they reconciled, which was, I guess, after last pay per view. Yeah, which feels like two years ago at this point. My point is. Like, what for? Like, uh, I'm confused. She says she wants the interim championship, and then she passes the championship to Hayda anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, just, I don't know, it's still messy, dude. And uh, have you seen that picture going around social media with her and Shivani? Bunny I Chan? sure have. A little bit creepy. Is that disturbing? A little creepy. Is it, or was or it just me? Because if I was Adam Cole, baby, mm-hmm. if there's still a thing, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not the paranoid type of guy, but if I saw that with a 60-something-year-old, I mean, heck, he's probably 70 at this point. No, he's, I, I think was, he's 60 exactly. He might be 61. But if what if, what are you, Shabani's wife? And apparently she would kick the shit out of him. Apparently she's a big, tough woman. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're in an open relationship. Who knows? All right, look. Let's not get creepy. The truth is, Shivani's always been known to be close to the female side of things in professional wrestling. This goes way back to his Crockett days where he, him and Missy Hyatt were apparently really tight. Then after that, it was him and Medusa, you know what I mean, in WCW. 
and I guess he continues with Britt Baker in AEW. The only difference is, at least those women were a lot closer to him in age. And uh, Britt Baker is like old enough well, to be was, his daughter. He was a lot younger then. I mean, but right. there's another big difference, and that is he's part of the office now. He is and one of the too. he's That's one of the new EVPs of talent relations. Yes. So talent relations and producing too apparently isn't spooning with the talent. <laughs> well, he was the with the talent. Is to make sure those things don't spill over into the ring or or cause trouble between the talent. I mean, you know, I, it, it, it's sad that we hope that the reason Adam Cole is off TV is because of his concussion rather than it's been politicked that, that he shouldn't be on TV because now they broke up and now they all hate him. Damn, dude, if there's any truth to that, and I'm hoping it is. I just, I, listen, this is me cueconning. No, 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 I know, of course. And we've mentioned that multiple occasions on this show and our shows and, and whatnot. But still, there's just something. We, look, all credit to Shivani, man. I mean, if that's the case, well, who's, you should hate on him. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's either he's got a, uh, you know, everything comes back to dick or <laughs> the guy's got some sort of charisma that I'm not aware of because he's got to give the gab somehow, dude. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I'm not going to give him more credit because he has an office job. He's an executive now, and he's he, that's, he, that's he's got name. earrings for Christ's sake, Jeff. At his age, he's okay, having listen, a midlife it's crisis. His choice of jewelry or you know whatever, feeling youthful is he's too old for a, for a midlife crisis. Listen, he, true. We just and saw I've got the too, dip, Jeff. I've we got just saw too, the difference between what happens to John Laurinaitis and what happens to Vince McMahon. I mean, well, in well. these things. I mean, he's <laughs> closer to Jack Hammer right? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, man. But if he is going through the DMD, I mean, <laughs> hey, man, all credit to Skiavone, the schemer, by the looks of things. You give but, him um, all credit. I'm not. <laughs> Come on, why are you jealous? I mean, geez. No. I, I, I think if anyone's <laughs> listened to what I said, that's that's exactly not the reason. Uh, it's, it's, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. He is being unprofessional, but who cares? Because it doesn't look like TK does. So why should we? Anyway, at the end, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayden ends up defeating Madison Rain and Sky Blue. And afterwards, Baker called out Storm. The champ then obliged, and Storm punched Rebel in the kisser and ran Baker into the barricade. Okay. Hold on. You can't yes. just scoop. Yes, that, was, that might have been the highlight of the show, when, when Storm did a, a right, right hook to uh, Rebel, uh, really more of a jab. And Rebel went right. down like, uh, a, like, a, like a fallen like a tree. That was shit. great. I actually laughed out loud. That was terrific. <laughs> she oversold it. You're right. I forgot about that. She did. She really perfect. oversold it. And it was a tap. It was like a it's, tap. It's and it's the funny dropped. thing is like, she got out of the ring. She's like, I'll deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she's a clown, dude. She's the clown of this company when it comes to like shenanigans, really. I mean, she's, she goes she's down cool. like Tomcat. He steps on a rake yeah. and like hits himself in the head with the, with the rake hand oh. staff, you know? God damn it, Rebel ain't Rebel, whatever the fuck she calls that. Rebel, not Reb, Reba. Is that what the, where she goes? Rebel, I don't even understand Reba. what that fucking means. Whatever yeah, because now, now she's the wrestler. She's not long. She's no longer the makeup artist. Oh, really? I don't see her wrestling anyway, still. But, and just quietly, she puts way too much makeup on her, her own face, for crying out loud. And she's not a bad looking chick. I mean, for her age, she's like 46. She's, she's 44. Like, we, we did this couple. Oh weeks yeah, 44. Ago. You're right. 44. I, I actually, I actually gave her a couple of dollars on Dollar Club because there was. No, she's uh, hot. 
and and age appropriate. But uh, yeah, but yeah, but, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But, but Unlike Skiervain. But more exactly, but more more appropriately, <laughs> or more more importantly, Tony Storm comes into no reaction. Nobody cares about this whole thing. And the thing is, Jamie Hader about two months ago, six weeks to twelve weeks ago, she had a lot of organic backing, and it feels like she nobody did, cares about her anymore. It's like back to the Brit show, like because like they started company's... stopping with her, dude. That's they keep doing this, like, not just with her, but with everyone on the damn roster. They start like stop, only... start stop. There's only two women that anybody care about on this roster positively uh, with energy, and that's Britt Baker and Jade Cargill. Yeah. I mean, you could make an argument even for, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, my God. Now her name's just fucking gone right out of so my there, head. There, there, uh, there are people what's her name? that have their corners. There are Thunder people Rosa. who like Shida. There are people who like right. Rio. There are people who like Serena Deeb. There are people Serena who Deeb's like... another one you can argue with. The, the fans seem to like her regardless of that she's yeah, a Yeah, but not that you face. hear a huge pop on the crowd. You were getting right. those for Jamie Hayter for True. a good... Ten weeks and and it's and it's gone. It's 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 faded. The moment's gone. It's like it's like Wardlow, but it's not like they. It's like they pushed Wardlow and then botched it. It's like they didn't even push her. It was organic, and they still managed to botch it. They cooled her off completely. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. They've I think they've purposely cooled her off, especially when there was some sort of friction between her and Baker. The crowd really started getting behind Hater. Yeah, and, 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 and they don't you cooled think it that right that off. Was like Brit said. No, don't break us up. We're a great team. And Tony's like, maybe she. Okay, I don't care about women, so sure. (laughs) Okay, man, he's afraid of women, dude. Okay, (laughs) I don't care. What? Whatever you say, Brit. I'm talking to Chabada's mom. (laughs) This is Chabada. (laughs) This is Chabada. This is Tony Khan. You know what's good for pain? Cocaine. No, that's not cocaine is good for pain. I love all the cocaine in the world. I sound like Bernie Sanders, but I'm not. Cocaine is good for pain. Yeah, you might die happy, Bill. You might die. I'll be in a wrestling ring and you'll die happy. Oh, man. Oh, good. Good. What? Oh, You're on the guardianship in Japan? I'm not in Japan. I'll send a jet. <laughs> I can't top that shit. No, you can't. Uh, well, someone in the chat says, Hi, Jeff. This sounds like almost Miss, like Mrs. Chibata or something. I, I wonder think, who that is. I think it may be the lovely, beautiful, uh, and talented La Sicaria. You think? It could be. Could it be? Could He's it a big be? Fan. Hope so. <laughs> Could have if been it is, hello, cr- my love. If not, that was awkward. <laughs> oh well, I hope it was your love, because yeah, if it, if it's not, that that is damn awkward. If but not, I, I got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, who is that Facebook user? Please tell us if you're La Sicaria or not, La Sicaria, because well, you know what, Viv will tell the oh, truth. Oh, guess who? Else... <laughs> Scott it's Scotty Woodford. Woodford. Um, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Oh, I'm about to fall off my chair. What's going on, Scott? You know, Sorry, you know man, what the best thing fucking... about Scott is, is that it's Scott uh, Woodford Reserve. Now, Woodford Reserve is a, is a good <coughs> Oh, boy, this show. Oh, I'm sweating from all that, man. Okay, that now I, I just sent my love to Scott Woodford, so it's like I've got <laughs> wrestling fans. Uh, and he'll be I'll the first one to tell you that, that has one leg, so I'm now, now I, have, <laughs> I have a king. 
have a king fetish too. Oh man, I've seen Scott Woodford around on social media, man. You know what the truth He's is? Actually... I do have a king fetish. Fuck you. Who cares? Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I don't care. I'm evil. Oh boy, this is channelattitude.com, folks. That's right. <laughs> It's uncensored, uncut. Isn't that what Raw they used to build Raw as? I mean, well, even if you're not Viv, Viv, I love you, baby. <laughs> I've got to do a show here, Jeff, for crying out loud. Jesus Christ. We'll anyway. Try. Well, well, why don't you try something new? Be entertaining. Fuck you, Jeff. Right? <laughs> anyway. Where I was I? Um, I got Viv and Scott Woodford ahead of you, so you're number three on the well, list. Well, that's true. Oh, <laughs> damn it! No. Did I? Did, was I? Talk, oh yeah, we talked about how Rebel got punched in the kisser, or did I? Did I bring yeah, that up? We talked you about we, we covered this whole thing. How Jamie Hayter was. You want you want to do the blow for blow? She did a couple of uh, those little. <laughs> no, I'm talking uh, about the after the match. This is after the match, not during yeah, the yeah, match. Yeah, go on to the after the match. It's cool. Yeah. Well, afterwards, after Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter defeating Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Baker called out Storm, the champ obliged, Storm punched Rebel in the kisser and ran Baker into the barricade as Storm and Hayter engaged in some physicality for a slobber-knocking tease of their pay-per-view battle. Storm locked in the cloverleaf, which was pathetic, just quietly. She couldn't even get it. She wasn't even applying it properly. Then she just gave up and sat on the floor while <laughs> pretending to fucking put the cloverleaf on. Since Storm's hands were occupied on the hole, she couldn't protect herself when Baker whacked her with a total bout. Hater stood tall to close the scene. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, Jeff. Anything to really say about this or fuck it? We move on. No. Don't, I, I don't care about this feud. And it's mostly because, I mean, I don't care about anything Tony Storm. And I think to have an interim champion in anything for what's got to be close to six months now is ridiculous. I know. Come on. I mean, is it, can we, is it safe to say that... Um, <laughs> It's she, is she coming back, dude? I mean, nothing seriously. is safe to say. It's, the thing about AEW, one of the things that makes it so interesting is that nothing is normal. Nothing operates the way any other company does. You, I mean, there are certainly parallels to TNA. There are parallels to WCW. There are parallels to anything you can think of, but nothing's consistent it's like you can't just when you think there's a through line which is why you know people think everything's a work when most things are not work but something it's might driving be me work. crazy jeff it really is driving me crazy uh, oh but I, the only thing i can i can say is that tony wants to keep all the toys in his toy box even if he's not going to play with them so thunder rosa has been saying that that she's hoping for a January return. There's no way Tony's going to let her out of the contract. We saw that with Malaka, Malachi Black. Thank so you, Malachi Black. Yeah. So, no, the, the, the chances are it's never going to be made non-interim, and only if Thunder Rosa walks out and has to eat her non-compete, if there is an even if there even is a non-compete. I mean, let's not forget, she walked out on NWA, so she's walked out on contracts true. before, but, true. but the NWA contract, you know, if she had two years remaining, I was probably $7,000 total. I mean, that, that, that ain't nothing to buy out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, you think I'm kidding, but the uh, NWA know, back then was paying two fifty dollars a month to, to, I agree. to retain her. I actually agree with you. That's why it's funny. It's actually quite funny because it's probably true. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. I mean, imagine that paying out a contract that little for for someone like Thunder Rosa. But you know what's even funnier, dude? But she wasn't somebody like Thunder Rosa until then. She was no. Well, she yeah, was that's nobody. True. She was Cobra Moon from Lucha Underground before that. 
she was getting a bit of steam by that point, though. Like, you, you're hearing about her online and stuff like that. But yeah, you're but right. Yeah, going to NWA to being on TV all of a sudden. True. That Even if the money sucks, that's a big step for a wrestler. Absolutely. No, for sure. And Facebook user says, listening to you guys and loving the show. Thank you. Well, uh, I'm assuming that's got... Spread the word, absolutely. He's got a lot and, of love. Uh, and also, we got Chris, uh, Chris Paul... Pruss Winland, I mean, uh, or Pruce, or however you pronounce it. Well, he says, who do you guys think will face Roman Reigns next? And who would you like to see face the champion? Well, lucky for you, Chris, right after we do this show, we are doing the Crown Jewel review show right here on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. So that's right. Look out so for that and we'll talk about it there. Facebook or whatever means you're on and you can catch us live for free. Everyone else has to pay five bucks to see it. <laughs> yeah, so stay, stay stay on board. Be a smart we'll consumer. we'll be going live. Absolutely. We'll be going we'll, live. We'll be, and you know what? We'll probably talk about that anyway, but if not, resend your question then. Because sometimes we get it. carried away, mostly me. Yeah, that's true. We can be forgetful sometimes. But Chris, make sure you ask us that question if we don't address it on the Crown Jewel Review Show, which we'll be doing right after Rampage Uncaged goes off the air. So look out for that, and we'll answer the question there. Anyway, um, let's move on, though, Jeff, because we get Chris Jericho responding to the Blackpool Combat Club's challenge. He decided to choose both Claudio and Danielson. Jericho believes the BCC doesn't like each other much, and they'll beat each other up during the match. Jericho also added Sammy Guevara for a four-way so they can team up on whichever BCC member is left standing. As Jericho insinuated that Sammy's job is to help him win, and then Sammy made an expression that foreshadows trying to steal the title if an opportunity presents itself. We sort of spoke about this a little bit earlier, Jeff. Yeah. This was kind of weird, and all I saw from uh, Guevara was his fucking stupid smile, dude. Stop smiling okay. so much. Yeah, I, I feel like I covered this earlier. I'll just point out again that you know we they just created a few wrestling stories, not a particular good, but they're creating stories. And one of my criticisms of AW as of late is that they're tricking you by tournaments and debuts and bringing in people from other promotions and calling that stories. And and those aren't stories. The only actual story was MJF and uh, Hangman Page, and you know maybe the, the thing here or there, but. Um, but now they're creating stories. So listen, stories don't always get created well, but once they're once they're out there, at least they have they can execute on them. So like I said, silver lining. Silver lining, story, story, right? I mean, Mr. Mr. Sunshine, that's me. Right, and I'm 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 still positive, but I'm bordering absolute maniac right now because if they keep going the way they're going, I'm gonna lose the plot. But well, here's the is, thing about you and I, Jimmy. Maybe more me than you is that. I, I watch wrestling even when I love it, but I can also hate watch it. I'm not sure that you can hate watch it. Oh, I can hate it. watching it. I can, what are you talking about? Okay. Oh, absolutely, I can hate watch it. Okay, well, good. Well, well, that's the thing about I'm not sure there's a lot of people like that who can, who can do both and who can enjoy both extremes. Well, look, make no mistake about it. I mean, I love professional, obviously. I mean, shit. So All do right. you. Like but, Tony Khan, I also love Coke. Unlike Tony Khan, Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, well, hey, I'm into Sprite, which is owned by Coca-Cola. So, <laughs> so there you go. I have a Coke Not exactly. <laughs> I love Coke too, just quietly. And I'm not talking about the powder one. I'm talking about what he's drinking. But um, Sorry, anyway, 
Hey, look, this should be for you. This is Dr. Pepper. It should be Dr. Lipman like, right there. I like Dr. Pepper, too. I like Dr. Me? Pepper Cherry. I like Dr. Ch Pepper Vanilla. Um, of the diet sodas, Diet Dr. Pepper is my favorite. I even like Mr. Pip. Really? I haven't had the diet. Uh, you know what sucks? Fago. I fucking hate that shit. What? You know Fago? Do you know what Fago is? No. Not Fuego. Fago. No, it's but that sounds worse than Fuego. Yeah, it is. It's American too, mind you. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a drink from Pennsylvania. It's mainly sold around that way, but oh. it's, it's sold, it's sold around here occasionally too. But I just can't stand it. it sounds like freaking um, like candy, pretty much, man. Like, but too like sugary. But anyway, this is not about freaking uh, sodas. You know, probably right knows about that sexy time, Kevin Panetta. Yeah, he does know Faker. He knows he knows what it is. So, yeah, By the way, he, he gave me a shout-out for my commentary. He said that one of my things was the greatest thing ever. Oh, really? What was yeah, that? Have you even watched that yet? Maybe I have. You have, and you lying <laughs> sack of shit. <laughs> Look at this guy. Facebook user says in the chat, I like Sprite Zero. I like uh, Turtles. Yeah, Thanks, Sprite. Darby. Thank you, Darby Allen. <laughs> Love that you're watching. Oh, good old Darby. Anyway, speaking of uh, derbies, if you know what I mean, we have a returning Ricky Starks cutting a promo in the ring. He knows that people want to see him on TV, apparently. That's because he delivers. Delivers what? I don't know, Jeff. Starks entered the World Title Eliminated Tournament. He plans to walk out of, of full gear. I'm a contender. You know what went through my mind here, Jeff? Do we really have another fucking tournament for the World Championship? Really? It's another... It's a, Every time there's another zodiacal sign, there needs to be another tournament. So, so wait, let me get this straight. We've got King of the Ring, essentially, every month, once a month. Yeah, but, you know. Wow. You know how many oceans and seas there are, so there's no oh, limit to right, the amount 21. of tournaments we can just have in the near term. You can't, TK stopped this shit. Uh, he must have been a big King of the Ring fan, I assume, right, or something. I was too, right? I'm sure you probably were too, Jeff, right? But now you're going to make me hate tournament wrestling, damn you, TK. Stop it. Like, well, WWE is doing a tournament as well, but I don't know if I but, believe the brackets. It's a World Cup, and I think they're going to reintroduce the European title early next year. Um, really? I've heard that so. so many times that I'm not sure what to think about the European title, if they're going to uh, It makes yeah, sense, dude. I, I, if, they I, do, if they do the European NXT thing that they're planning on doing, uh, it makes sense to bring back the European Championship, right? It does, but when it's closer, what I'd rather see them do, to be frank with you, and I'm not trying to do fan service or lip service to the women's movement in WWE, but there really are too many women's wrestlers. Now, they have to focus on building some tag teams up, but I think that they should have, I mean, I don't think they should have an intercontinental championship or U.S. championship. Um Unless they got rid of, unless they just had one women's world champion and then they could do that. But I think instead of a European championship, they should do Eurasian because I think they're also planning to do NXT Asia as well. Uh, Eurasian, call it the Silk Road then, maybe. Well, <laughs> the uh, Silk Road I mean, Championship. I mean, there's something to that. So, you know, the, well, there but, is. Um, Makes sense, uh, right? If you're going to go Eurasian. I like Eurasian. I, I, like, I like Pangean. Pangean sounds better. I think we can go Pangean. I think Pangean would be the best option. I like uh, Equatorial. I don't, you know, I, you that's know. too that's too too complicated for professional wrestling fans, shall we say? 
latitudinals and the longitudinals. Now you're pushing it, Jeff. (laughs) You have one for for very tall wrestlers and one for very fat wrestlers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Only TK could come up with that. that No, I just came up with it. You want to know I came up with it? Too much coke. That's that's Rollins on too much coke. Anyway, uh, (laughs) anyway, anyway, let's move on. This show's been a laugh. Don't get me wrong. I actually think, and um, going by the feedback, seems like the people are enjoying it. So, yeah, yeah, having fun. Yeah. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, what the hell are they doing with Starks? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, once I get used to Starks, then he goes away for a long time, and I come back, and all I realize is how small his body is and how big his head is and how soon <laughs> it is that he's going to be bald and how dumb that pose of his is. I, I know. I hate it so. I hate to say it, but so gay. And, and he does the this. He, like, brings up his shoulder like this to, like, make himself <laughs> even... It, like, accentuates his giant, you know, you know, paraxis man, elongated <laughs> skull thing going on there. He's noggin'. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like uh, um, shout out to PJ Black. He sent me something with uh, that had something with like a, a someone with an elongated skull on it. You know, oh. as if they're you know part of the reptilian Illuminati. Um, and the the and the timing of it was terrible because then I saw Ricky Starks later that night. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's the same hat. <laughs> Is he from Peru? <laughs> Ricky Starks? No, I, I think he's from LA. So isn't that where the elongated skulls mostly come from? I know in Egypt too, but Peru is also known for that. Oh yeah, the Paracas the Paracas skulls are from right. South America or Central yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, Peru mostly. Um <laughs> but yeah, they have them all over the place. You know, the the, the question is which ones were manipulated <laughs> and which ones are are oh. a species and which ones are deformities and, and people can debate that. A, a lot and I don't know who actually knows the difference but I'll find them some one day anyway um, point is with Ricky Starks is this whole tournament the, the, there's no one in this was one, tournament <laughs> everybody who's in both brackets of the side tournament are full of people who have lost you have Lance Archer who constantly loses I think Ethan Page won a couple matches recently so he's your most eligible you have Roosh who loses every match and has lost at least two title matches that I can recall in the last four or five months. You have Bandito, who lost his only title match for Ring of Honor <laughs> title, not even AEW. You have Ricky Starks, who the only match he's won recently was unsanctioned, so it doesn't count. Oh, yes, that's true. You have Dante Martin, who is basically essentially a high-flying jobber at this point. I don't even um, see him anymore, Jeff. He's probably on Elevations of the Darknesses every week. Right, yeah, right. I haven't seen him TV. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sort of glad they haven't got, forgot about the kid because they made such a big deal about him. But it's it's such stop and start with him. I can't even. Who else is even in this tournament? I think I just named. I six. don't There's know. Only eight. Dude, I'll be honest with you. Unless I missed something this these past few weeks on Dynamite or fucking Rampage, I you didn't know, know there was another there? tournament. So Sorry, who's not nah. in there? The, the Ring of Honor champion's not in there. The Ring of Honor TV champion's not in there. The Ring of Honor Pure champion's not in there. The TNT champion TNT is champion, not in there. Right. I mean, what? why don't you have people that have titles? In it? I mean, the, the, even the FTW champion isn't isn't in the tournament. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, 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 it's like the least deserving thing. You know, people with winning streaks are, aren't in there. It, it's, the, it's the silliest grouping of people... <coughs> possible and it's like this is gonna be a banger of a tournament i'm like why what what, what do you see that i'm not that. 
What am I not seeing that everyone else has? Because I don't recall a tournament. That, and the only one I'm aware of that's in this tournament, it seems like he's Starks, and that's it. I mean, well, Stark, I'm telling you, the Stark or Starks, Dante Martin, and Ethan Page are declared. I saw the brackets. Oh yeah, Ethan Page actually. Lance cool. Archer, Rouge, Bandito. That that so that's at least six out of the eight. No Miro, no Malachi Black, no Brody King, no Buddy Matthews. No, I don't think Pack. I don't think Penta. I don't think uh, Fenix, which is fine. I don't think they should be. I'm just naming people. You know, no heart, no Darby. Uh, no Orange Cassidy, who has a title. No, no best friends. No private party. No <laughs> Pillman. No guns. No. Or Cage. maybe we will get the no, Pill, Pillman. Brian and the Cage blobs. might be in it. Brian Cage hasn't won a single match, <laughs> but he has sort of been getting pushed, pushed off the ledge. That is right, but he <laughs> you know, you know. loses. He loses every That's match. That's what I mean. I mean, nobody who has a title is in it. Um, I, it's a losing I mean, just fucking too many wrestlers. Dude. It's it's a little bit overwhelming to even think about. But there's but why do they deserve to even have a, any chance of a shot for an AEW World Championship match, which will be on Dynamite? If we got this sort of lineup for a tournament, it ain't going to be on no pay per view. And you know what? They didn't leave any bracket spots empty, so that you couldn't like you know fantasize that it was going to be. Is that going to be Omega? Is it going to be Adam Cole? Is someone else going to come in? Are they going to you know or, you know is it, you know who's who's the next? Are they going to bring in Okada? You know, I mean, all, you yeah. know, all, all the talk. There's that. I mean, I would have at least left one slot open for that. I mean, we know Paige is hurt, but how hurt? I mean, <laughs> you know, is it a Adam Cole seven month concussion or is it a you know a two or three week concussion? Or is it a ten year concussion? Because who knows if he's coming back? And well, I was going to say, speaking of Paige and opens, oh, Eddie well, Kingston is the other guy oh, in this, not is? Ortiz. Not Guevara. Not that it's it's Eddie Kingston. Like I, I can't even remember last time he wrestled. Neither can I. And the last time he did appear on television, he pretty much was like, "Why am I here?" Yeah, and I think the last match he won, but he lost because he wouldn't release the hold, which was against Sammy Guevara. Right. So Eddie and Kingston. Rampage, that, that, I believe. So you have eight people who, sure, their names, but. None of them are deserving. Nice. I mean, Ethan Page really? is the only really? one TV-wise who is even semi-deserving of being in this tournament. Yeah, history. that I agree with. Ethan Page, 100%. I'm with you on that. Everyone else is a bona fide fucking loser, Jeff. Not Bandito per se, but what, what, I like Bandito, right? Mm-hmm. But do we do need too. him in a but what's tournament? he what's he done to be what, in this? Now, if this was if there was the blank spot and that was him, I think that would have been one of the surprises. There was a dud. But at least you know he had he hasn't been ruined. Like if the, what if it was Jonathan Gresham coming back? That would be a bit of a disappointment. But at least you know <laughs> you know the be. AW you know faithful is is familiar with. Him. I don't know. I would have just left it open because we know Omega and the Bucks are coming back. You don't know about Cole. I would pop if it was that little fucking dwarf. What's his name again from Jungle Express? I forgot his name. Hornswoggle. Yeah, I was gonna say Hornswoggle, but not Hornswoggle. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus Stun. Tell why me that wouldn't be brilliant. In this? Why, why isn't Jungle Boy in this? Has a, is it, isn't he a big scary guy now? Yeah, apparently, not scary not scary enough. I mean, what clearly, about Wrestler I mean, of the Year Dax Harwood? Why, why isn't he in this? <laughs> Wrestler of the Year. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? Those sure. people, after one fucking match that he had with his fucking boyfriend, 
let's be honest i thought the match sucked i really i thought they had no chemistry man but people were calling that shit possibly match of the year candidate and the one in him and punk as well mind you okay but it would be hysterical if he came uh if he came out with like a a cm punk like hair (laughs) dude put his hands like this was wearing a cm punk t-shirt oh god god damn it that would be great i love i i i really did like ftr right Mm -hmm. but honestly we can clearly see who wears the pants in this team and it's not fucking uh it's not Wheeler. I mean, it is Wheeler. Sorry. What's the other one? It's Cash neither of them. It's Tony Khan. Oh, I forgot. No, but you could tell the other one, like, uh, Cash, or not Cash, Dada fucking, whatever, the bald one, right? I'll get confused. Dax. 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 You know what Dax means, right? I, yeah, penis. <laughs> well, close. Here, like, we've got a joke. If you pull someone's pants down, we're saying we Dak, you know, I'm going to Dak you, right? Well, oh, fuck. The answer to all your questions are penis. It's penis, and and it's FTR apparently too. Mm-hmm. But my point is, this guy's got to stop fucking doing parodies. He came out and said online, right? Funny enough, people were hammering him about it. He comes back and says, "Nah, man, it's not par- it's not parodies, right? I'm a big fan. I'm just a fan, man. I'm just a fan. I'm not parodying. I'm just a fan. I love that stuff." So you are and you're not. Would it make your mind up? The point is, stop, dude. Professional wrestling fans generally have long memories when it comes to pro wrestling. It's true, man. People don't forget this shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you're not, you're not a you're not a cosplay. You're not doing cover bands. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be a professional wrestler. And you think you're the best in the world, so give us something new. You know what, um, Jeff? If I was a professional wrestler, I swear to you, you know the parody. I would never think of old spots to redo again in a match it just doesn't come into my mind because I don't want to do that I want to do something for myself like you know that people remember for me well I wouldn't rule it out if something was particularly cool but I wouldn't do an entire match move for move move for move dude move for move to a T as a matter of fact I was watching Botchamania on one of there's another one it's called something Joe it's like Botchamania this was funny as shit there was a match between Jeff Hardy and Triple H right in WWE and then it was a match between Jeff Hardy and I think maybe Sammy Guevara I can't remember who it was against on AEW the point is Jeff Hardy lost against Triple H in this particular matchup but on AEW he won the match right so it was exactly move for move oh it was against Darby Allen. that's where they they did it typical move for move exactly the same the only difference was Jeff Hardy won that match in the way he lost the match against Triple H Right. Well, he was uh, because he's the the veteran this now. Now he's right. the the crusty veteran. But actually, there's something circling around today. I saw it today anyway. Oh, really? And that is, it's William Regal and EC3 and NXT with EC3's promo, and it's it's basically the same thing as MJF and William Regal from <laughs> three weeks ago on Dynamite. Well, you just remind me of another promo, right? Cody Rhodes doing the same promo twice in two different companies, bro. <laughs> I, saw, I kid you not, this happened, right? His I'm last, sure. remember the last promo he did in AEW, and then he was gone. Mm-hmm. He did the exact same half of that promo was the same words when he first appeared again on Raw, dude. Ex- word for word, I was like, wow, I didn't click then. 
Yeah, well, but the show stuff made me... is the same. I'm the, the 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 grandson of a plumber. You know. Oh, okay, that's fine though. We get that because that's his son. Any, I mean, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. That is all right because that's legacy, man. You can do that. He can anyway, mm-hmm. right? But when you're doing your own fucking promo, the same way from <laughs> freaking come on, dude. And Moxley and Reigns also did it recently. Moxley actually copied Reigns. Reigns' promo from SmackDown and he did it on fucking Dynamite. I'm like, wow, really? Why are they doing this shit? Gotta stop. But we've got ridiculous. Are we up to the last match on this on this show, this episode of Rampage? Um yes, but we got one more thing before we get to the match because it's Sammy Guevara again. And this time he's challenging Brian Danielson to a best of three falls match for Dynamite. Do we really need this? Sammy watched Danielson Yeah, before we we talk about it I'll just finish this part Sammy watched Danielson wrestling on television as a youngster he told himself that he would beat Danielson one day since Sammy hasn't forgotten the job done yet that means they have unfinished business Sammy wants his stipulation to prove without a doubt that he is better yeah I don't care I've already seen this match a million times I, feels- I, I don't care either and I don't want to see 40 <clears throat> minutes of Sammy Guevara and, and Daniel Bryan uh, or Bryan Danielson and I don't want to see the whole JS running in to attack Daniel <laughs> Bryan but not the whole BCC to come out and and then and Bryan goes, guts. where were you guys you don't have my back we're supposed to be a group and you're not here what you're just noticing this now um, you know yeah. but also there'll be something where you know where Guevara steps on Jericho's toe or something yeah, then it can be called Jazz, like, instead of Jericho Appreciation, it's going to be like Jericho's, I don't know, Jericho, what can we use the J? Basically, it could become the Sammy group. The Appreciation of Sammy. Society except Guevara. Or the, take the J out and it would just call it Appreciate Sammy Society or some shit. And he takes ass. over the group. Yeah, or Ass Sammy. Well, they, already have an Sammy. Ass, they already have an Ass group, so you know they can't do oh, that. Oh, yeah, Sizzle Me Daddy. That's exactly why they'll do that. Can you picture Cody Rhodes saying "Scissor me, daddy"? He'll be like "Scissor me, daddy." Yes. <laughs> I, I can't picture him doing it. Period. <laughs> well, he does have periods sometimes. Anyway, let's fucking get to the main event because we get Mark Henry interviewed the main event participants as Prince, uh, Prince Nana wondered if Wardlow and Samoa Joe are ready to walk through the gates of hell against the gates of agony. The gates of agony sounds like a bad hemorrhoid, just quietly. Wardlow cut Joe off from speaking as the TNT champ was there for talking, or wasn't there for talking, but doing all the talking anyway, Jeff. I mean, that doesn't make sense. He's more concerned about getting hands on Will Hobbs as Wallow dared Hobbs to attack him for a third time. Enough talk, though. Henry closed with his arm for your main event. And, uh, yeah, so we had a guy saying enough talking, doing all the talking, Jeff. Exactly. What's up with that? It's wrestling in no, AEW style. I mean, that's it. AEW style. That's they write their own promos. So since they're not that oh. bright, their promos oh, make really? no sense. Oh, that's what they do over there, apparently. Yeah. Huh? I mean, that's why you can have three big money people trying to buy contracts within you know seventy five minutes of TV. I mean, the same story. Cool. Um, that's my wrestling shit. I love that shit, Jeff. The best. So here, here's our gates of agony. Who supposed to be this big Haas team um, who <laughs> Haas never team. win anything? I mean, they were obviously brought in to be 
the you know the tag the the heel tag team champions of Ring of Honor or foils for FTR or or maybe you know maybe more the Briscoes or whatever, but they were supposed to be in the picture. They were going to be their you know their war machine, their yeah. Shane Taylor and Keith Lee um, team. But because that didn't happen, because there's no Ring of Honor television, and because they're saying going, why are you paying us for nothing? He's like, ah, I won't pay you for nothing. I will pay you to constantly lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, they should be appreciative that they got jobs. Jesus, guys, come on. I know it's agony in AEW, but he's out of the really, gates of agony. I really want to know how this works with Shane Taylor promotions because they actually created, like I interviewed them all and all five of them. And Khan is Bishop Khan. He was in Soldiers of Savagery, part of Shane Taylor promotion, for those who don't know. And they actually have an LLC. And, you know, they have... Oh, legitly? Legitly. Yeah, legit. They created an LLC. I think it's an Ohio LLC. And okay. I believe they're all equal uh, operators, Are so basically shareholders. Okay. Right. I mean, I have to believe that that that, at, that they knew at some point they're not all going to be in Ring of Honor. Not that none of them would be. Um, and, like, I don't know how they divided up the money. I mean, you, I mean I'm mean, i sure Shane Taylor got five times more than, say, you know, Reverend Ron Hunt. But now Khan, who's an AEW, Probably makes more than the rest of them. I mean, is his does his AEW money go into Shane Taylor promotions or like th this is how friendships end and how litigation starts and this is what interests me. I, I'm afraid to ask, but I want I really want to find out. <laughs> Just ask, man. I mean, who cares? I mean, if it is, what is? Maybe they got paid out for you know. Maybe. I, I mean, it wouldn't, I, shouldn't I be know. that much. I mean, I mean, Moses that. tweets every day, "Be blessed." <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. Well, they should be. They should be grateful that they still got jobs, even though it's freaking agonizing working for AEW right now. If you're a big guy, well, only but one of them has a job. I mean, the point is, is that the other four don't. <laughs> oh well, they're, they're, all, they're all doing things on the indies. Yeah, they got some championship belts and whatever, but they're on the indies. Everyone cares exactly. Right. But I will say this. Just stop or I'm I'm sick of this man. I, apparently TK listens to the fans and when he gets a lot of criticism, he does what the fans want and then goes straight back to TK what TK wants, right? But right. I don't see him even doing that now anymore. He's just doing what TK wants, period. And it's becoming more and more confusing as the weeks go on. Although I will say I'm enjoying Rampage a lot more often than not now. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean it's not a mess of a show. It just feels right. more up to par with Dynamite, just a condensed version. Right. Now, the, this, the, the 40 minutes of the show that, that didn't have Orange Cassidy and Shibata at least was a wrestling show. Yeah, it was crazy and silly, and uh, the, the, the stories you know feel too fast to contrive, but we've talked about that before. But, yeah, I mean, this match, of course, the, the bad guys lost because, of course, they're going to lose. And, and what? I've got was, news, but continue on. I've got the news. I've got the bracket for the World Title Eliminator Tournament. But yeah, right, so, continue on. So anyway, so then Hobbs, Hobbs' music come out. He's he's coming from the front. He's not coming from behind. He's got his gold chains on. He's still enormous. And uh, Samoa Joe and Wardlow both go to confront him. And Wardlow sort of, you know, give, gives Joe one of these. He, like, pushes him. He, like, puts his hand on his chest or his upper shoulder, like, I got this. And... You know, it's sort of at the same time Joe sort of drops his title belt. Uh, you and he was ready to put the 
the, yeah, it was gonna cause him to drop it. And Joe's got that face like, huh? did you just disrespect me? Did you just put my title on the ground? Is my title not as important as yours? You know, but then he like sort of got composed. He's like, okay, this is his fight. Like, like the subtlety in Joe's face was great. And Absolutely. I'm not sure if commentary ruined it or made it better by saying, does it look like Samoa Joe's not so happy with what Wardlow did? That's I think it was did. good. I thought it was good. This this was this was well done because this team makes no sense. And obviously Samoa, you know, Samoa Joe is going to turn on Wardlow, but it's cool that Samoa Joe remembered he has a belt and it matters too. And, you know, and Samoa Joe's like, son, I've been saving your ass for weeks now. And now you, and now I'm going to stand shoulder to shoulder with me and you're going to push me back and knock my belt down. I mean, Samoa Joe causing Wardlow to lose that's what I going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's cool for Hobbs. It sort of protects Wardlow. The problem is, is that no matter how heelish Joe is, he's still going to be the guy who's more over than even Wardlow. And uh, that's rough. But I agree with you, technically. It all depends how they do the sh- their program, right? How they book it moving forward. If they make it where Joe tries to get personal, like he goes to Ohio, like he did to AJ in WWE, you know, like what's AJ's wife's name again? I forgot it, but you know, he was saying her name, and you know, she like that where he actually got Douglas. heat. No, not Douglas, but it was something else. But uh, anyway, who cares at this point? The point is, he went to AJ's house and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If they do something similar, which they probably will, because they are a parody wrestling company, not a professional wrestling company. I don't care what anyone says then maybe the fans can get behind Wardlow, right? Maybe. But on, under normal circumstances, though, you're totally right. I mean, the fans will be way behind Joe. And let's be honest, they're still going to be doing Joe chants even when he does come out. Exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and yes, you know, uh, you know, I mean, the sad thing is that the most likely thing to happen is that Joe is going to get hurt in the middle of it. And so it's oh, going to ruin no, everything. Um He's injury prone. That's true. These the the, the power bombs to um, Khan by Wardlow were some of the worst power bombs I've ever seen. Worst, dude. That was pretty bad. And like I couldn't That's... tell like what was going on, but all four of them were the same and they were bad. So I don't know if Khan doesn't give enough lift, or I mean, he's not the heaviest guy that Wardlow's done. He's not small. He's a big guy, but he's not. I mean, Wardlow's power bombed other big guys, so some something wasn't working between those but two you know guys. What? Those were four crappy power bombs i'm gonna dare say you're onto something because i find warlow is big for nothing at times and when i say that sometimes he struggles dude and i reckon there's too much gas you know pumped in those veins and not enough sort of working out like properly for strength you know he's also gotten he's more ripped but I think he's gotten smaller and i think he's focusing more on reps and whatever and he might yeah yeah, he might be getting Weaker. He's not, you know, he's still big, but, and since you see him every week, it's different, but he's definitely like his abs are more prominent. His, you know, his, his, yeah, he looks great. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think, but it's not like the thick kind of, you know, you know, the thick bodied strength that I had. I think it's more show muscles. It's more like Brian Cage, you know, muscles. Well, it seems to be useless muscles at this point because he's starting to struggle just that little bit when it comes to certain guys who are pretty big you know even guys around his size he sometimes struggles I mean we saw he couldn't do it to Satnam Singh dude I called it he 
they tested it to see if he could actually pull it off. We both you could that. tell, right? What's, and he's what's struggling. What's thing is is a physics challenge for any oh, for anybody. Absolutely, no, you're right. I mean, the sad cool, thing man. is they couldn't think to put Cash and Wheeler on one side of him, and and all three that's of them. It. That's all they had to fucking do, man. But then people would shout on him for parroting the shield. I'm gonna go with the Khan doesn't give him enough. Li- wasn't giving him enough lift. The you know the I, maybe I Khan has something too. with his back, and he's like. Let, let, let's just do it. This, I don't know. Whatever it was, we're speculating now. But yeah, what, what's the news? What's the, unless you want to add oh, yes. the news that you have? Well, the, I've got the bracket for the World Title Eliminated Tournament bracket, and uh, apparently it was revealed on this show, which I never noticed, but it, but you said it, and you're pretty much running the contestants. But get this, which is sad because we know who's going to win this match. Number one, we got Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. Already, Page is eliminated, dude. Unfortunately, that's ridiculous. What a bad matchup. Next, we get Bandito versus Rush. Now, this one is interesting because you'd want Rush to go over, but then what does it do for Bandito? Okay, I think you're wrong about both. I think Ethan Page wins. I think the firm, uh, you know, you takes so? care of Kingston, and that that gets Kingston one with right. another faction, which gives Ortiz something right. to do. Um, and I think Bandito definitely wins because Rush wins nothing, and then you have a face against a heel in, in um, on that semi-final well match number three we have Lance Archer your loser already well, versus right, yeah. absolute Ricky Starks exactly it's Ricky Star- it's small guy versus big guy in another classic AEW matchup it could be Ricky Steamboat Lance Archer still losing <laughs> it could be, be Hornswoggle he's losing <laughs> he's losing 100% even freaking Hornswoggle would beat him Ricky Ticky Tavi he's losing <laughs> Even freaking B. Brian Blair would beat him at this point. It'd be Ricky Lee Jones. He's going to lose to the Chuckies in love, and he's, <laughs> and he's losing. <laughs> I'll get one better. The Red Rooster Terry Taylor would freaking beat Lance Archer right now. You see, right I'm now. going with Ricky's, though. You can't go one better and not use Ricky. It could be Ricky Ricardo, who's been dead for 30 years. True, he's still losing. That's true. All right, fine, smartass. What other Ricky's are there? That's hard now. You've said them all. There's got to be another one. There's got to be another one. It's not coming you to me right now. What's good for your memory? Coke. <laughs> I just asked TK. I mean, look at his memory. Mm-hmm. Long-term storytelling, folks. He remembers right. so everything. Who else, is, who else is up in this in this, in this other bracket? After this is a classic match. Classic. It is Mr. Big Man himself, Brian Cage, versus <laughs> Dante fucking, don't call him kid or play, Martin. Well, you know who's Brian Cage said to lose, and what do we always say about AEW? That AEW has big men to make good little men look good. So absolutely, Dante Martin with his first win. Goodbye to the big guys, unfortunately, because that's how you do things in AEW. You make big guys look like shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it. I'm I'm done. That's it. I'm sick of it. We got a a shit symphony. We got a weird match at the start, and we got Wardlow supposed to be is uh, pushing some old Joe away. Where Joe's going to choke him out and cost him the match for sure. But I forgot we even had Mike Tyson. Jeez, he was there one second, gone the next. He was calling the highlight for me was calling Cassidy beautiful Orange Cassidy <laughs> for whatever reason. He kept like saying Lamar Jackson didn't really want to be there. Oh God, that was that was cringe too. But uh, Jeff, what do you feel before we go? What do you think of the overall show? Not good. One third was a complete waste of my time. 
Um, yeah. The rest of it was scattered, but like I said, at least they created some wrestling stories. And so, you know, it's only an hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the show a C plus. C plus. Dang. The first twenty minutes was an F. Um, Tyson. Well, you know, I'm gonna give it a D because Tyson was at least amusing at times. <laughs> I'll give it yeah, C minus. C minus, and even that, I should say freaking E at this point. Oh, well, give me a C minus. We're getting the first twenty minutes of D. I'm raising it from an F. Oh, okay. All right. Well, overall C minus. Overall C. And we're being harsh because really the show was actually kind of better in terms of star power on the show. If that makes sense. But still I mean, didn't have substance though. So. Some of these stories should have been developed on Dynamite, which is should've. the more important show. Supposedly. Like they should have had the BCC promo on Dynamite and then maybe the Jericho one on Rampage or both the BCC and the Jericho one on, on Dynamite but the Sammy Guevara solo one on Rampage. I'm just, I don't think they're sure of what, like where they want to position Rampage yet. I know they think that it's Dynamite, right, really? Like, just condensed in one hour? And in many ways it is. It actually is, right? It's definitely not Dark or Elevation, for crying out loud. I mean, we've actually got the big players on the show. It's just a show that makes no sense sometimes. And that's what we keep getting every week. It's just shit just happens out of nowhere, which weren't happening on Dynamite. For example, Jericho Guevara. Like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? There was no reason for that to even happen. Why are you putting Mike Tyson on Rampage at Friday night at 10 o'clock against the World Series? Why? Because that puts butts in seats, Jeff. It didn't even put butts in seats. I mean, maybe it'll work, but if it got up to 550,000, that's a 200,000 or 175,000 increase. What difference does that make? Fuck Divino, Jeff. This is TK and AW, man. I mean, maybe we think too deep. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, I think the problem is that we think at all. Maybe we shouldn't think when we do these reviews because maybe that's what they want. We just maybe we should just fucking say that it's the greatest show every week. I mean, NTC, no thinking zone. No, <laughs> no thinking zone, indeed. Instead of the impact zone or the AW zone, it's the no think zone right here on channelattitude.com where thinking too hard will hurt your brain. Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. When I'm not here, you can find me on the PWC, often next to that guy right there, Jimmy T. Uh, all my other shows are there too. Hammerlock Hangover now. We haven't dropped a show in over two weeks, uh, so we are working on what will be the revamped format or timetable for Hammerlock Hangover. So we're on an unplanned hiatus, but uh, hopefully that'll be cured shortly. Um, but never. But you fans of PWC don't need to worry because you already hear me on four to six shows a week talking wrestling anyway. Um, non-wrestling, going into Doom Garden Views. Uh, been dropping some killer shows recently, including one on death and taxes in the state Texas, so literally on killer. Uh, Halloween was all full of, full of spooky, spooky stuff, from voodoo to vampires to giants and Armageddon, you name it. So this month I came in, I figured a little bit more frivolous, a little more fun, and did a retrospective on Babylon 5, one of my low-key favorite sci-fi shows that, on all outside appearances, shouldn't be, but yet it is. I love it. And 
And so check that show out with, uh, with science fiction writer and science journalist Matt Williams. That's where you Beautiful. can find Beautiful. Make sure you find him, folks. And if you want to follow me on the Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PwC Network. And yeah, like Jeff, you forgot to mention his Twitter. Tell him your Twitter, Jeff. Go ahead. Just do it. At Icarus Bell MD. I keep forgetting not everybody's watching and seeing all, all screens. Some people are actually listening to this as an audience. That's true. That's true. Because, <laughs> hey, I'd rather listen than watch podcasts, but some people rather watch than listen. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, also, please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com for five bucks. You get to hear our lovely voices and heads talk everything AEW and more particular Rampage. And that's right. Find us on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. And speaking of Hamin Media Group, please like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all of our affiliate shows. And also, please like and subscribe for the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our other shows. Insane that they friends, like Scott Woodford. You'll love us too. Yeah, Scotty. Come on, man. But anyway, in saying that, tune in right now to our Ground Jewel review show going up live as soon as we finish here on channelattitude.com, PwC Network, and everywhere else on Hamid Media Group. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the, A- the HMG Rampage Uncaged show right here on channelattitude.com. See yous. Stay with my friends, and I told you Iran wasn't going to attack Saudi Arabia. <laughs>